Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mid-Major Madness Podcast. My name is Russ Steinberg. Today on the Coaches Show, we have the head coach of the University of Vermont Catamounts. That is John Becker. I spoke with Coach Becker about the program that he has helped build at Vermont. Really, the rise of this program began under the legendary coach Tom Brennan, continued under Mike Lonergan, and now has been brought to even greater heights under Becker. And it's really a a fascinating uh, story because Vermont is not a school that you would expect to be able to do what it has done. And Coach Becker has done really a a fantastic job there. So talk to him about the program, talk to him about the team that is coming back next year. If you remember, Vermont in 2019 went to the NCAA tournament, gave Florida State all it could handle in the first round. Well, Vermont should be even better next year. Uh, Things break the right way, at least. They are ranked in our way too early, the other top 25 rankings. I would expect them to rise as well the next time we update it. So without further ado, here is head coach John Becker. Pack here, Jim. You've got such a passionate fan base. I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about the basketball culture in Vermont for people who maybe aren't from the area or don't really uh, get to see you guys play very much. What's, what's the energy like up there? Oh, it's amazing. We play in a in an old old gym, uh, Patrick Gymnasium, um, and uh, fits just over three thousand people and uh, wooden bleachers and uh, really kind of old school. And uh, we pack it for 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 just about every game. And uh, we have a really passionate, um, loyal fan base up here. And um, started uh, at the end of Coach Brennan's tenure, you know, fifteen plus years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, with, which culminated in that win against Syracuse and the energy and excitement around the program, um, really started to take off and, and, um, it's, uh, really sustained through all these years. And, and, um, uh, we've had a lot of success. Um, we're really hard to beat at home because of, of, of the crowd and the support. And, um, and really we've been able to continue to recruit, uh, at a, at a high level, um, in part um, because of the, you know, basketball matters up here and because of the fan support. And we don't have the shiny new facilities like a lot of uh, other mid-major programs have now, um, but we do have a, a loyal and um, big fan base up here. And, um, you know, I think kids want to play where it matters, and, and it certainly matters up here. Yeah, I, I think you, you hit on it a, a little bit, and it's worth talking about. Um the this run of success really started with those three NCAA tournaments at um, the end of Coach Brennan's tenure, continued under Mike Lonergan, and now yep. has continued under you. Uh, the, you know, this is an America East school. This isn't, you know, a Power Five with all the money and resources in the world. How how do you maintain that level of success over such a long period of time? It seems like it shouldn't happen. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Yeah, because you usually see these mid-major programs that, you know, get an Anthony Lamb or a Marcus Blakely and kind of ride a wave and then um, have to kind of re- retool their roster. And, um, yeah, we've had this uh, amazing 15-year run where we've won more games than anyone in New England except UConn, and, and I think they, they have five more wins than us in the last 15 years and, um, you know, seven NCAA tournaments. And, 
Yeah, it's it's been an incredible run, and I'm you know like I think it's a combination of things, um, the success being a, a big part of it, uh, our fan support, like I just mentioned, um, you know, and and the great academics and, and Burlington, Vermont is a is a great college town and a beautiful part of the country that most people have never been to. So, it it's one of those things when we first start to recruit kids, although they're now more and more. Um, you know, uh, have heard of Vermont basketball or seen us play. and um, But they, most of them still have never been to the state of Vermont, let alone Burlington. And so it still seems like a faraway place for a lot of recruits. And, and But once we're able to get them up here, um, you know, and fly them into our airport that's just down the street from, from campus and, and they get uh, touched down here and, and, and get to feel the, the vibe of Burlington, um, it really becomes a place that they – uh, want to be and so um, our location works for and against us I feel like um, but I think it's been the common you know uh, the combination of uh, of those things that helped us um, um, you know uh, maintain our success and um, obviously coach Brennan you know his run really established what Mike and I have been able to build on but but Mike did an unbelievable job of of uh, you know main, you know keeping this thing at a high level when they graduated, and uh, everybody from that from that championship team and 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 the, and the iconic coach left, you know, and and he through hard work and will kept us at a at a really high level, and, and I've been fortunate just to kind of inherit that. Right, and you you were on his staff as an assistant before becoming yep. the head coach, correct? Uh, yeah, so I, was you op, got... I was op staff for two years and an assistant for yeah. three years. Yep. So so you got to see what what that transition was like. How difficult. Is it following such a, you know, a legendary coach, and then even continuing it from there where you are now? Yeah, I mean that that certainly was a challenge in my first couple of years, and and I still feel this, uh, not to the degree that I did for my first couple of years, but I felt a uh, an amazing amount of responsibility to keep this program relevant and keep this program, um, you know, uh, a product where. Uh, the community and the fans wanted to come out and support and, and that we could compete for championships. And, um, you know, I've been blessed with a, a great staff and a great administration that have, um, you know, uh, really given me um, the opportunity to, to continue this success and, and hopefully continue to take it, um, you know, to a higher level. And that's what we're, we're trying to do here is to continue to move this program forward and, um, you know, I think we've we've done a pretty good job with that. And and you've you've done it over you know eight years as a head coach. You you brought them to the postseason eight times and three mm-hmm. straight years, finishing at the top of the standings in your league. I mean, it it can't be. I can't I can't imagine it's a, much of a secret to say that you must have had opportunities to go elsewhere oh. over the last few years. What's kept you in Vermont? Well, you know, I really, um, first and foremost, my kids, you know, are, are uh, uh, part of this community, and, and um, that's really important to me. My daughter's going to be a senior in high school next year. My, my oldest daughter's going to be a senior here at UVM. And, um, you know, my responsibility to them is, is, is first and foremost, um, and they love this community as, as I do. And, um, you know, I've always, you know, long as – I've invested a lot in this program, 13 years and a lot of hard work and sweat equity. And, and I'm really proud of, of our program and what we've built it into. And, and, and 
the success we have, like you said, is not easy to sustain uh, this level. And at times you feel like, um, you know, how are we going to do it again uh, in another year? And, and, and so, um, but the program, the administration from the president down to our athletic director has been really supportive and continue to give us things we need to be successful. And, you know, long as, long as, um, you know, we're all growing together um, and have the same goals and, 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 and aspirations, um, I, I'm, I'm proud to be the head coach here and, and, and help, uh, help push this thing forward. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about how hard it is to sustain and I'm sure you you know, the fan base that is as basketball crazy as it is will always want you to stay at the level and get even better. So what's what's next for the program? How do you keep raising the bar at this level? Yes, yeah. yeah, so I think the first thing for us is new facilities. I mean, um, our our gym is great and we all love it and there's a lot of great memories in there. And um, on game day, it's really, really tough place to play for our opponents. But um you know, a lot of the mid-major and, and, and high-major programs we're competing against for recruits um, just have nicer facilities. And so um, we are breaking ground uh, at the end of this month um, on a new facility, which will be ready in, uh, you know, hopefully one more year, but, but potentially two more years we'll, we'll move into a new facility. So I think that's the number one thing with, with everything else we have going on. Um, and then, you know, we just have to – uh, me and my staff have to continue to, to recruit uh, the right type of players for, for us, for our system, for, you know, for the, for the University of Vermont. And I think, you know, my staff has been here. Uh, Kyle Saplicki, my associate head coach, has been here the whole eight years and was a player here. And, um, and my, the rest of my staff has been with me for five-plus years. And so I think we have a really good understanding of uh, what makes, makes us successful as far as from a recruiting standpoint. So, uh, we just got to try to get a, a better version of a kid that's kind of already been here before, and I think we've been able to do that. I think um, we're, we're able to uh, cast a wider net now as, as our success continues and, and continues to grow. And, and so as long as we stay in our lane and, and get the right type of kids for us um, and get the best version of those kids, um, you know, we'll continue to move this thing forward. So th- those are the things I'm focusing on. Um, you know, a lot of the other kind of – you know, cost of attendance and budgets and uh, chartering flights and some of that stuff is, has already been in the works. And um, we just have to continue to keep, um, the, you know, the resources as far as money goes at, 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 at a level that, um, you know, you need to, to, to have a successful uh, college basketball program. And, and um, you know, so far we've been able to do that. Yeah, you, you said the uh, the right type of kid a couple of times. I'm just wondering what that is other than being, you know, an Anthony Lamb or having the last name of Duncan. What what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, you know, from an academic standpoint, are able to um, be successful here at the University of Vermont, which is a really good academic school. Um, from a um, from a type of player, you know, we're, we're a tough, um, self selfless um you know, winning uh, culture, so to speak. And, and so um, finding kids that that want to do that, you know, I think a lot of people talk about wanting to win um, as what they want to do, but um, do, do they really want to do those hard things and um, make the sacrifices um, to, 
to really to, to win, uh, you know, to, to buy into coaching and to buy into our program and how we run it. Um, you know, those are the things that you, you got to try to evaluate and, and, and um, make sure that um, kids buy into what we're doing here and, and want to be, you know, part of something uh, bigger than them, so to speak, and, and maybe have to wait their turn um, because um, to have a good program, you have to have a lot of good players and, 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 and things like that. And so, um, you know, you got to be tough. You got to be willing to play defense. You got to be willing to, to do those gritty things. And, 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 uh, and then from an, from a skill set, you know, we like guys that, that are skilled that can dribble, pass and shoot and, and, um, you know, are willing to, uh, try to make people better. Um, and so, you know, those are the things that we, we, we look for. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, um, that's always how Vermont basketball is played. And, um, and that's, um, like I said, hopefully we can continue to find the best versions of, of those type of kids and, and um, continue to, to, you know, because at the end of the day, um, it's the players that, that push the program forward. And, and um, um, hopefully we can keep getting the best, uh, best players we can get. You had a, a team two years ago now that lost a, a tough uh, championship game, your conference tournament, the UMBC. Came back this year, you know, finished the job, won conference tournament, went to the NCAA tournament. What was it like watching this group come back from how the year before ended to do what they did this year? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, obviously very gratifying. And, and there were two different teams, a team that lost uh, uh, to UMBC in that championship game. Um, most of those guys graduated. So it was, you know, and Lamb was injured that year, essentially. Um, and so... Um, it was Ernie Duncan, Everett Duncan, and Lamb, basically, that were part of um, that previous kind of uh, the previous team that lost that game. And so um, there was a lot of guys that were on the bench that didn't play much um, that year that assumed bigger roles and some freshmen that um, were able to contribute. And so it was, it was a different team. Um, so it didn't feel like it was like a redemption season for that loss um, the prior year as much as um, maybe three or four years ago when we lost to Stony Brook in the championship game and then that whole team came back. We ended up winning it the next year. So it has a different vibe to it, but um, there's a lot more, you know, there was, last year's team had as many question marks and uncertainties as, as I've had as a head coach here. And so to see those guys come together and grow and develop and, and um, play the way they did um, for, for most of the year, but certainly down the stretch, um, you know, and to win the championship game by 17 points and play uh, a great Florida State team kind of toe-to-toe um, in Hartford, um, it, was, uh, it was really gratifying. And, um, you know, that, the team from last year, most of those guys are going to be back this year. So um, it feels good that we'll have some continuity and, and um, some younger guys that um, – you know, had a huge part in the championship team return, you know, and I think that's, um, that bodes well for us. Yeah. And you, one thing that changed at the end of the year was that you were able to beat UMBC in the title mm-hmm. game because you had lost both games against them in the regular season, lost obviously the championship game the year before. What, what is it about that team that was so difficult for you? Uh, I mean, they're good. They're good. Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan Odin does a tremendous job there and is, is, uh, um, has really uh, 
developed a championship culture there at UNBC, and obviously they they were coming off a, a, a championship season and and, and the and the win against Virginia, obviously in the historic uh, win in, in the NCAA tournament, and so they had champion they have championship DNA, and um, a lot of those guys uh, were back, and so um, they're just they're they're just a really well coached team, a tough defensive team, and. Um, yeah, they they had our number. They beat us three in a row and pretty convincingly in in, in all three of those games. So um, I think at the championship game, that probably helped uh, keep our guys um, focused and um, you know gave them some motivation to kind of end that streak. And so um, yeah, we've lost four conference games, including the playoffs, in the last three years. Um, once to Hartford and then three times to UMBC. So they they really. Um, um, kind of had our number recently and and looking beyond even just vermont and umbc i mean stony brook's always competitive uh, yep. hartford has raised its level the last couple of years albany's kind of always in the mix and even umass lowell new, new to division one has put a solid team together what, what's your feeling about the state of the league right now yeah, I think it's in really good shape. I thought last year was a little bit of a transition year because a lot of seniors and we had a you know a couple teams lost guys to grad transfers and stuff like that. Uh, it's a little bit in transition, but a lot of good young talent in the league and like you, the teams that you mentioned are all um, are really good and are going to be good this year. Uh, I think really good um, coaches in our league, really good coaches and and um, a lot of different styles and. It's really, really competitive. We've been been fortunate to have a lot of success um, in our league, um, especially recently. But um, it's going to be a really, really interesting year this year in our league. And, and um, um, again, a lot of good coaches and, and a lot of good young players. And um, it should be really interesting. And, and one source of your success, at least last year, was that you were such a good defensive team. Yep. You held opponents... Uh, I think it's under 70 points uh, in 12 of your last 14 games before the NCAA tournament. What is it about your defense that's made it so successful? Well, we practice it a lot. <laughs> you know, we, we really uh, take pride in our defense. Uh, we spend most of our practice time working on that, um, and we demand it uh, of our players. Uh, you know, if you're going to get on the court, um, you're going to have to buy in on that end. And, um, you know, this year especially, it started with Anthony Lamb, um, obviously um, a great, great player and a great offensive player. And I thought this year his jump he made defensively um, was huge. You know, when you get your best player really playing hard on that end and buying into uh, our defensive system uh, and demanding it of his teammates, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of pressure off the head coach and, um, you know, guys kind of uh, uh, have to fall in line. And, and Anthony did a great job leading us all year, and uh, him and Ernie Duncan. And um, you know, we were uh, and we were more athletic this year than we've been. Uh, we we're bigger and more athletic, and so guys like Benny Shungu really came on late. And Steph Smith had a great year on both sides of the ball, and and Robin Duncan, the freshman, you know, six five point guard with long arms. I mean, he really. Um, a lot of games, especially early in the non-conference, you know, I thought did a great job of 
uh, establishing our defensive pressure on the perimeter and, 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 and hounding uh, the opposing team's point guards. And, and so I think that was um, a big part of it. And then Sammy Dingba had, you know, his, you know, his, he was healthy for the whole year for, for the first time in his career as a fifth year senior. Um, although undersized, um, he has long arms and did a great job of protecting the rim. So we had good size and athleticism on the perimeter. Um, and then we had some shot blocking with Anthony and him at the rim, even though both those guys are slightly undersized. They're both tremendous um, uh, shot blockers with long arms. So we had a, we had a nice uh, balance of, of, uh, of defensive skill sets. You know, is Anthony one of the obviously best players in the conference, a guy who's um, out there now kind of testing the draft mm-hmm. waters. At, at some point, he's going to play professionally, I, I would think. Uh, and when he does get to the next level, what is it that's going to make him successful? Well, he just um, has an amazing uh, work ethic, uh, determination, will, um, you know, and is – is uh, you know, you tell him something, he's going to do it. And, uh, um, you know, I just don't put anything past this kid. And, and he is he is a special uh, basketball player, a special kid. And, um, you know, he just has he just had that feeling when you see him work out, when you talk to him, when you coach him, um, and, and, you, and you start to talk about his future. You know, he, he it has to happen for him. You know, it, it, he's going to make it happen one way or another. And, whether that's at the NBA level or um, whatever level that may be, um, he's he's going to be successful because um, he's really talented and um, he's really smart and he's um, he's got an unbelievable work ethic and will. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited that he's getting an opportunity to do some NBA workouts this spring and um, you know uh, you know he's going to be successful uh, at basketball after, after uh, Vermont here and, and in life. And so uh, he's a, uh, he's really a special guy. How do you feel about this process now where a lot of players are actually able to go out, test the draft waters and, and then come back? Is that overall a good development? Do you think? Yeah, I think it, I think it's a good development. I think, and you know, to get guys um, the opportunity to go, hear from NBA teams and get some feedback on their games, whether it's uh, to be an NBA player, or just to be a, a, a pro player. Um, and so I think it's good. And then they can come back to school. And so it's, um, it, it, I think it's a, it's a good system. I think, um, I think they'll continue to progress this so that kids that declare or, um, you know, uh, don't get drafted. Hopefully they have an opportunity to come back to school and aren't just left out Um to um to have to go um you know play overseas or whatever so but i think it's a it's a good system and and um you know i think um it's been great for anthony he gets to work out with the coaches and he's been working really hard on his game and so um it's 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 uh i think it's really good all right and the um i guess, I guess the biggest name on the team that you're going to have to replace next year would be the senior ernie duncan what next for him and how do you go about trying to fill that hole? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Ernie's one of the great players to play here. So that's a huge, uh, you know, hole to fill, but um, we have three guards that played a lot last year and, and Steph Smith and Benny Shungu uh, both started uh, down the stretch and they'll, uh, they'll, you know, expect them as, as 
juniors next year to, to you know, to take a, a, a jump here. Um, Robin Duncan, as a freshman, started for most of the year, so he got a lot of good experience, and so I expect him uh, to play well. And then we have, um, you know, two freshman guards coming in, and uh, Aaron Deloney from, from Oregon and Eric Beckett from, uh, from Canada that, um, you know, will probably have a, a role on the team. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of figure it out. And, and um, you know, Bailey Patel is a guy who's been on our roster for two years that um, is getting better, and I expect him to also have a role in our team next year, along with Everett Duncan, who's uh, been will be a fifth-year senior and has started for most of his career. So um, I think we'll, by committee, make up for, for Ernie. Um, but certainly his shooting is going to be sorely missed. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Aaron Deloney, the incoming freshman from Portland, Oregon. How how do you find someone out, you know, across the country and convince them to come to Vermont, and, and what's he going to bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be really dynamic. Um, um, he's really, really good and was the Oregon State Player of the Year. Um, you know, we saw him in, AAU, in, in AAU in in AAU in the Nike YBL uh, circuit and uh, we recruited him and, and again a kid that was drawn to our success um, a lot of similarities between Portland and Bur- Burlington as far as climate and um, just overall you know feel um, and uh, you know so again you know I think the success the academic reputation of our school um, opportunity to, to to compete for championships um, you know I think all those things that we talked about earlier you know, are, are the same things that attracted Aaron to us. Yeah, so then I, I guess just generally speaking, I, I think the, the piece that you guys were missing um, at least at, at the beginning of this offseason would have been a bigger interior presence. Yeah. And yeah. Just wondering how, how important is, is that to you to add um, add another big man? Yeah, no, it's it's – I think that's the one thing preventing us from – um, you know, winning uh, some of these high major games that we've played really competitively and, and these NCAA tournament games the last couple of years we've played competitively is just having um, more size in there. Um, Ryan Davis, who was a freshman before us last year, um, who's going to be really, really good for us, battled um, some some foot injuries all year, so he wasn't able to play at the level he's going to play at. Um, and then with Rob Petty transferring out, um, getting more size and, and um, guys that can hold up in there against uh, bigger teams is, is really, um, I think, uh, from a roster composition standpoint, the most important thing we can do to kind of fill out our roster and give us the best chance to, um, you know, to, to, to play against the best teams in the country. So then, you know, assuming you do have a, a bigger presence in there, what sort of, identity do you expect your team to adopt next year and does that differ at all from who you were last year no i think it's going to be very similar last year you know first and foremost because the personnel is going to be very similar so um you know if we can get um a big to kind of complement or, or or finish off our roster um that can provide a lot of what sammy dingba did um but at six five you know sammy um, was just uh, a little bit light in there against the, the, the higher high major teams, and so if we can get someone that can provide the athleticism, the defense, the shot blocking, the um, you know the ability to kind of play off Anthony Lamb, um, I think that will be will be a big part of um, you know helping uh, 
push push us forward a little bit. And but but from a style, you know, I expect us to be a hard nosed defensive team. Um, and then offensively, um, you know, we played through a lot through Ernie and uh, Anthony last year, and Anthony obviously will be. Um, a focal point of our offense, but but we'll have a nice balance of inside out and, and, and play an exciting brand of basketball. And um, you know, I expect us to to be pretty similar to last year as far as uh, as far as the system goes. You you talked about the opportunities and what was preventing you from maybe winning some of those games against high major schools. You went out, you played Kansas and Louisville last year. Um, of course, Florida State in the NCAA tournament. You also scheduled a bunch of teams from non-power conferences that were also really competitive, Harvard, Northeastern, St. Bonaventure. I, I know you have some of those games on the schedule again next year. How, how important is it to play teams like that? What do you get out of those games in the non-conference? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we, you know, you can look at our schedule and, and they're all really, really competitive, mid-major games and high-major games. And um, I think that's really important I think that's been really important for the growth of our program and the growth of our players is, is playing night in and night out against, you know, uh, the best teams in the country. And, and a lot of those are mid-major teams, in my opinion, um, and uh, really well-coached teams and, uh, you know, to play uh, in some really good environments. Um, I think all that, you know, to do that year in and year out, I think it, it helps our guys really um, – develop and our team to develop and um you know it really shows what we need to work on what our weaknesses are what our strengths are and exposes us for for what we need to do to get better so that we can be successful in league play um which is the most important thing especially in a one-bid league so um so i think it's really worked out and i also think it helps with recruiting you know we talked we've talked about that a couple of times on this call and and um you know i think um kids want to go and play the best teams uh, that they can play and the best teams in the country and, and um, putting together a really competitive non-conference schedule, I think certainly uh, helps in that regard too. Yeah. And I'm sure that also helps you get on TV a few times. It can't hurt uh, recruiting absolutely. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know it's still early in the summer. There's not, you know, you've got a lot of time before the season starts, but from your perspective, now, if you guys are going to go back to the NCAA tournament next year, what's maybe one or two things that you need to improve on that you need to do better in order to get back to that level? Well, I think first is just shore up our front court, um, like we've talked about. Um, you know, Ernie Duncan um, is an all-time uh, three-point shooting percentage at, at close to 42% uh, in, in, in our program's history. So, um, making sure we have enough shooting um, to help space the court. And, and um, obviously the game today, you got to be able to make threes and you got to be able to shoot. So from that perspective, but also open up the court for, um, for our front court. And, um, and then you got to get, you got to stay healthy and you got to get, you know, a little bit of luck and, um, and, and, you know, you got to, you know, every team's new and, um, you know, you got to just make sure the chemistry is good and, and guys are playing for each other and, and all that type of stuff to, to even give yourself a chance. So, um, you know, I really like the team coming back. If we can add a couple more pieces, so to speak, um, you know, I think we'll give ourselves a chance to um, to, to defend, uh, defend our championship. All right. Um, I'll let you go here. I want to thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I- 
think this was yeah. a, a great talk. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on anytime. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Mid-Major Madness podcast. Thank you to Coach John Becker for his time in discussing his program. Next week on the pod, we are going to have head coach Greg Campy of the Oakland Grizzlies. And this is this was a discussion that is a little bit different from the ones we've given you so far. Campy had a lot on his mind about what has gone on around his program in this off season. So you're going to hear a lot from him. I really, I, I tried to let him guide the discussion as much as possible because he had, uh, he had a few things to get off his chest. You're going to want to listen to what he has to say. And if you want to get that podcast as soon as it is available, make sure you have subscribed to the mid major madness podcast. We are available wherever it is that you get your podcast. And if you are so inclined, be sure to rate and review us as well. So we will talk to you next week. Until then, I am Russ Steinberg. Please enjoy the rest of your week.